Hey friends, it's Allie and Tony. This is the second episode of the talk show that is still has no name, so we're just going to go with talk show. And we are in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, talking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> you can... Well, spring. <laughs> we wanted to talk about spring. We do want to talk spring, about spring. Spring relationships. Because it's, uh, what is it, the Ides of March, March 15th? Yeah, almost St. Patrick's Day. Love is in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk love is in the air. Um, No, but actually the sun is shining, and it's not below freezing, so that's something exciting. And people are sitting outside eating lunch or brunch. It's a Saturday, and you and I are here in our apartment. It's beginning the time when girls start to wear less clothing, which is always exciting for men. (laughs) It's exciting for everyone, really. (laughs) So, Tony, you are my roommate. Yep. Otherwise known as... My domestic partner. We are domestic partners since January, right? I think... I think... I I moved into the apartment when we were gone, though, so December. That's right. But we've officially been in the same space, sharing the space. Yeah. Since the new year. Yep. How do you think we're doing? I think... (laughs) I think I might be a little bit too sensitive for you at sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, I, sometimes you hurt my feelings, and I've just been kind of internalizing it. Oh, is that what the show's going to be about? <laughs> Therapy you brought for it up. you? I did bring it up. I think I'm direct and honest, which we, t- we talked about. We tried to set expectations before you moved in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't usually last very long because I know that it's such a personality type, so I... <laughs> I, 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 uh... I've been just internalizing it, but then I, I brush it off the next day, and I, I haven't really gone to bed angry about it. Okay, good. So we should agree to never go to bed angry. Yeah, that's, that's biblical. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, when you first moved in on Facebook, I, I thought it'd be funny to put you as my, that, that we were in a domestic partnership, right, in the relationship section. I don't know if you had any comments about that, but I had a lot of friends who congratulated me on finally... Taking a lover and moving in with his my lover. Yeah, um, no, I just had uh, a, an ex girlfriend who was still sort of pretty, I think, into me, and I think she saw that and defriended me on Facebook because she oh, couldn't right. handle like us being in. She thought I was actually in a relationship. I forgot about that. And I think her feelings might have been hurt because I didn't tell her directly, so I let that go. So you didn't you didn't reach out to her to no, clear I, it up. I didn't I didn't clear it up. And now. I just, I didn't, you, you, I asked you if I should, you, did you ask told me. me not to, so I didn't. I know. Well, but you don't have to listen to everything I say. I just think that's just interesting to see all the repercussions of Facebook as this tool that I, I personally use it as, I don't know, a conduit to like make jokes and be funny. And I just thought it was funny because technically we are in a domestic partnership. We're living together. It's a non-sexual domestic partnership. I just thought it'd be funny. And I had a lot of, a few people, you know, saying, oh, congratulations, that's great. And like, they really meant well, which I thought was very sweet. Unless but then I had to say, just kidding, <laughs> we're just roommates. Don't believe everything that you read on Facebook. But that's interesting that your ex believed it because, I don't know. Well, some people take Facebook pretty seriously. Uh, everyone, a lot of people use it for jokes. I think, but a lot of people, all they post is stuff about, like, you know, their kids having open-heart surgery, or I'm just like, you know, Mm, it gets intense as much as it is playful, and people don't know 
when you have a dry personality, how that translates <laughs> right. on the internet. That's true. So how do you use it for yourself? I don't really post a lot of stuff to Facebook. <clears throat> I like. I think it pretty much limited for me in like occasionally commenting on pictures and mm. organizing events. Right. Yeah, it's really good for events. I like it for that. Um, and stalking people that you meet to date. Yes, that is. That is. <laughs> thank you for saying that. That is absolutely true. That is very true. Um, so we've known each other for about two years, two and a half years. Yeah, I think three, but almost three. We met in the improv class together. Yep, level so two improv theater. That's right. So we're obviously both really funny, or we think we are. Yep. So hopefully that translates to this show. I think it is. <laughs> well, we could be the only ones listening also, and then in which case, like, we're our own, our own audience. Yeah, so it is spring. Well, it's soon to be spring. It feels like spring today. So spring in New York for you, what does that mean to you? Spring in New York for me means I shave my beard. That's right, you did. I get a haircut. Yeah. And people are like, oh, that guy's actually not bad looking. And uh, last night I met a very beautiful woman. Did you? I don't think would have talked to me if I had my big, froppy beard and long, curly hair. And no. that just could be in my head. Right, I was going to say, my head how, would you know? how would you know that? I mean, you don't, I don't, you don't know. know. Like, there's no way to go meet someone again for the first time. Right. But last night, I felt on top of it. Like, I dressed nice. I had, like, a black t-shirt with a jacket. Mm-hmm. I put some gel in my hair. You do look nice. I wore my contacts instead of glasses. Yeah, that changes your face, too. No beard, no glasses. Yeah. I almost didn't recognize you the other day. So you do this every spring? Yeah, pretty much. Sometime around Christmas, I just stop shaving entirely. And then on the first warm day, I end up sort of, you know, going for it. That's kind of fun. I think there's no like female equivalent of that, really. I mean, I guess we could get a haircut, but... Don't you let your legs go unshaved a little bit in the winter? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's not as... I don't think it's as satisfying, because also no one's seeing my legs... Right. And no one knows that now they're shaved and here they are out in the world. Yeah, right. So I just shave my head or do something? Maybe I should go blonde? <laughs> yeah, I think should you should I go, shave your head. Should I go platinum Let's right blonde? Now. Let's do it right now for the podcast. Let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah, like, that, would be, that would be a great thing to do on an audio, pod, an audio talk show podcast. We'll save that for next time. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But yeah, I mean, definitely spring, I think people want to meet people in spring. That's true. And you just you just notice people in relationships more. I don't know what it is about the warm weather or like just a, a change of season. I think a lot of people, at least I, I get pretty depressed over the holidays being 33 and single and like I go back home uh, and I see my friends who are in like long-term relationships, having babies, and a big part of me is like, I want that. A, uh, obviously, an even bigger part of me is I don't want that. So <laughs> it's not like an unattainable right. goal. Um, and home for you is where? I mean, I know, but other people don't know. <laughs> Seattle. That's right. Washington. Seattle, Washington. So you're still 33. I'm still 33. Still single. Yeah, still. So we're both single, domestic yeah. partners. So what is your your dating life like? Um, I would say I didn't really date a lot until I came to New York. I just, you know, found myself in a relationship here and there by accident. Um, when I moved to New York, 
I started uh, inter- doing the online thing, Okay Cupid. I did that for like a year, mm-hmm. and I have to say it was like pretty hit or miss. And I feel like if I could describe my experience, it was just weird to meet people that I didn't have a context for. Like, if yeah. You, what do you mean specifically? <clears throat> like, if I meet someone, uh, at even if I meet someone sitting at like a bar or something, then like I have a context for them. They're like a real person that yeah. lives in like real space, and right. like we're at the same place already, meaning that we have similar taste of like where we're out to be. Mm-hmm. Or like if I meet someone at at the theater or something, then I know. Like, I just, I know people that they know, so I know they're not, yeah. like, just crazy people. But I feel like when you meet, what the internet does is allows you to meet, and I don't know if it's a good thing, just people completely outside of, like, a context for for anything. It's sort of, um, the only thing you have in common is that you potentially want to have sex. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. That's true. And, and do you think that that's, that means people are less accountable? To one another. Yeah, it's less accountable. It translates, it it makes, it embodies the problem with dating in New York in general, which is it's sort of reduced to, like, how I shop for things. Mm. You know, like, like, even at the store today, there's, like, you know, 40 kinds of salsa. And, like, I have one that I like, and, yet, you know, I, like, I'm, like, but, but, but what about, I haven't tried this one. Like, what, this label <laughs> looks great. But... You know, and that doesn't work, I don't think, when you're approaching when you're approaching relationships. Right. Unless that's just what you want. Like if you're not <clears throat> looking to be in a serious relationship, then it's great. But otherwise it's really frustrating because everyone has this, well, there might just be something better around the corner. And because you can meet a new pretty person every fucking day every if time. you want to, then like what is the point of like sticking with what you have? Like and you get in this weird cycle. Yeah, it could be dangerous. It's like it's like Seinfeld dating. It's like, oh yeah, she's really great, but there's like this one little thing that you like blow out of proportion in your head. Like, she has like a, man hands. Like man hands, <laughs> or you know, or she just like I don't know. She has she smiles weird. She, she doesn't, doesn't laugh. She, she doesn't look good in certain lighting. Right. Like whatever. That's how I feel like it is out here. Okay, and you you feel like that's different than back in Seattle. Like how do your friend? How did your friends meet their significant others? Oh. Well, you know, I had one friend who uh, just, there was like some party at this farm and... Party at the farm! Party at the, well, it was like okay. an organic farm kind of, and okay. there's like some people owned it, like, and uh, they just had like, you know, it's it like some bluegrass and a barbecue kind of thing, and Sounds then really like fun. they just met there. Yeah. Um, and they had uh, mutual friends or something? Yeah. I had another one of my friends started a club at college for like a political kind of club and then his future wife ended up just coming by chance. Another one of my buddies, you know, they were like, knew each other from high school. Uh, you know, I don't know anybody that's in a relationship that started it in New York, actually. If I'm, if I think or, about it, or like from I, on, from online, or from online, online. Or, or just I don't know anybody really that's in a long term relationship where they met in New York City. Like I personally don't. I'm sure right. that it happens. And you lived here for how long? In no. the city. <laughs> two two weeks. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> three years. Okay. O- over three years. Okay. Three and a half years. So I definitely know people who have met in on various dating dating sites and 
have are married or engaged or like you know in in serious relationships it's not worked for me yet so would you say that their marriage is happy or are they just married yeah mo- yeah i'd say so i'm trying to think running all these couples through my head yeah i mean they are i think that's maybe why they lasted i mean you still need the same chemistry and requirements and compatibility that you need if you just meet someone at a bar, I guess. Requi- so maybe they were just lucky. Requirements makes it sound like you're a product product developer. <laughs> like, well, your requirements. Well, I'd like a drop-down menu. <laughs> I would. I'd like to make some choices about my person, my other person. Um, yeah, because here, since I've been here a lot longer, like almost 12 years, we feel like it's even though this is a city full of single people, it's very hard to meet people. But yeah, now I, mean, I know. But there's knowing literally you, like five girls across the right. street look like right now that I'm just like so, I could date them. I know. So, but I'm, <laughs> I've now known you for the, how long? And like you meet a lot of people. You go on a good amount of dates, and you meet them totally offline in your circles or in the improv world. Or for our listeners, she was this close to putting dates in scare quotes. <laughs> Come on, they're dates, meetups. Go, go on dates. <laughs> Meetings. No, they are. And so... I lay a lot of pipe. It's okay, you could say it. <laughs> so the question is, is it different for a dude? Like, I mean, there's always the whole weird stereotype. Well, I don't know what it's like as a woman, so I, therefore I have... I know you don't. So maybe you could tell me what it's... What, what you... I mean, I go to bars occasionally, maybe not as often as you alone, just sitting there, like, on a weeknight, want to get a drink. I don't feel uncomfortable doing that. But there is a, a stereotype about... A girl doing that versus a guy, it's it's still a little off, or maybe people think like, "What's wrong with you?" or "Why aren't you with friends?" I I'm not sure. I think. Do you think that really exists, or do you think that that's something that you bring to it? Like, I, I'm just because you're 35. I'm wondering if there's a younger generation. <gasps> I'm 35. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm wondering if there's a younger generation yeah. of like. 20-somethings that wouldn't think that. Oh, and if it's something what? that, like, you're just, because you're from a sort of, like, you know, we're, like, 15 years older than, like, people who, like, go to bars. True. Do the, you think a lot of younger youngest... people go? I don't alone? know. You're right. We have no I, idea. I don't, I don't know. know anyone that age, actually, I, now that yeah. I think about it. Even when I talk to someone that's, like, 25, I can barely understand what the hell they're saying. <laughs> well, they're not talking to you. They're on their phone. They're probably just texting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or tweeting. No, I don't know. That could be... That's an interesting point. Well, I was doing that two nights ago, and... and you met a nice gay and man. I, and I met a nice gay man and a nice single man. They were brothers, and they were really funny and friendly, and we hit it off right away. But they made the joke, actually. Oh, well, you must be desperate because you're here alone, and they started laughing, and we're all in our mid to late oh, 30s. Oh, right, right, right. And we all were laughing, but clearly that is something that exists. Like, they didn't, they didn't think that about me, but we all knew that it, it's, it's out there, and maybe... Again, we are in the same generation because we were like 30, 35, 37, 38. So that's, I never thought about it that way. Right. But also maybe younger people are way more comfortable meeting people online because they're those weird digital natives and grew up on phones and everything was We online. should get a digital native to come in for the show. We should. Um, we have to make friends with some 25-year-olds. Because like they don't even like... Calling like I'm 33, so my like I have definitely in the last couple years dated some people who were as young as 24, Mm -hmm. and I like they would have freaked out if I used a phone to call them, (laughs) you know, like 
But I'm from, like, I have friends where, like, we just never text. Like, if I want to talk to them, I just call them. Yeah, I have a couple like and, that. And, and, but, like, my, I know a girl, we'll call her Sarah. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh, my God, if someone called me, I would, I wouldn't know what to do, you know? And really? And I'm just like, what are you talking about, you know? Because, like, I'm old enough to remember, like, when I was in high school, if you wanted to ask a girl on a date, you had to call their house. Yeah. And talk to their dad. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know, hey, uh, Mr. Bryce, uh, is Rebecca there? Like, oh, it's Anthony. <laughs> I want to fuck your daughter. I mean, talk to your daughter. Yeah, exactly. So you had to have manners. You had to have the balls to pick up the phone and know that you, like, are going to speak to some family member. It was a risk member. because you'd get Total nervous. Risk. Like, this, there's, there is no anxiety that I get. From at like requesting a message on Facebook from a girl or like adding them as a friend or like whatever the hell you like communicate with people now, it doesn't produce anxiety because there's like, or it produces a lot less anxiety because mm. there's no risk, like there's no direct human Min- contact, risk. right? Like there's nothing worse than calling a girl and just talking <laughs> to her and hearing her voice say, like her actual voice say, "Oh no." No, I don't think so. Thank you, Zoe. That's so uh, sweet. <laughs> God. Yeah, getting verbally rejected. Like, I don't even... I don't even think I would know how to do it. I mean, I... We're the same generation. I did just do air quotes. You are two years older than me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's still the same generation. Pretty sure. And I would love it if a guy called me, but that rarely happens. But if a guy called me I that call I didn't want to talk to... If a guy called me that they want to talk to or go out with, see, I could screen his call because I would know that it were him, it was him, or... Yeah, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Every, well, technology allows people to, it's like, it allows everybody to be way more passive-aggressive yes. and, like, hide behind stuff. Or completely non-committal, whether... Yeah, or just be completely could, non-committal. Yeah. So it makes reading, it makes reading signs harder, because, like, you don't know if, like... You know, you if you call a girl and she doesn't answer, you don't know if it's because she doesn't know what to do when someone calls her, <laughs> or, like, if she's ignoring you, or if she's, like, out. Like, it's just sort of a bizarre... And you would never leave a message. Like, who leaves messages? Oh, you wouldn't. If you call a girl, you wouldn't leave a voicemail? Like, very quickly, like, hey, it's Aunt, it's Tony, whatever. No, I would, ha- I would panic. You'd hang out. <laughs> I panic in fear. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so speaking of offline online dating, we embarked on an offline adventure last yes, month. Yes, we did. And we were with CJ, who cannot make, couldn't make the show today, but so is the three of us. It was, what, what was it, a singles event sponsored by Time Out New York at a bar somewhere, in, somewhere on the west side. Um, what did we do? We bought a ticket. It was like 20 bucks. You bought a ticket? You got it, but you didn't get a free drink. No, there was just free drinks. What did we get drinks. for $20? It was just free drinks the whole night. Oh, the beer was free, but not the cocktails. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough. And the beer was Bud Light. And the beer... It was... <laughs> yeah, let's... God damn Let's it. review that. <laughs> Time out, New York. I don't know if you're listening to this, but you're cheap. Yeah. Um, okay. It was because it was in Chelsea. If it was in Brooklyn, it would have been Pabst. Everyone would have been like, cool, Pabst. Yeah, you're right, actually, which is really the same difference. So we went with open minds, right? And, uh... And we tried to... We wanted to divide up, because... Well, at first we were kind of just talking to each other. And That's we right. Like, and then we right. and then we decided we we have to make the most of this. So CJ and I stayed together because we're ladies, and and you went off on your own. Yeah, I 
I plop myself in the middle of three very nice Jewish yeah, girls. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about, like, what... You're surveying the room. What was you... Did you have a strategy? Were you just like, I'm going to talk to the, the, the girl that is the prettiest or the nicest or what? What were you thinking? Well, I, my first thought looking around the room was these people aren't my type at all because they <laughs> look like Chelsea morons. <laughs> so, you know, like uh, girls with a lot of makeup and like tight dresses and just kind of like looking like they're just, you know, I, I'm not in their salary range. Right. Like, I, I didn't meet their requirements. <laughs> So that was my first thought. And also, I was like the only dude there with the beard. And I was like, yeah, this is not Brooklyn. And <laughs> and then uh, I saw these three girls, and it looked like they were kind of looking at me. That's how I... Okay. And, and then it turns out, and I was like, well, screw it. You know, I'll just go talk to them. And I just went and said hi, which is the best pickup line, is always just to say, hi, my name's Tony. I, see, I agree with that. And I've heard different stories, but... This works. This yeah. is normal, right? Yeah, it's like a normal way of just being a polite human. <laughs> right, being like, a human. Like, I don't know you, I'm going to introduce myself <laughs> rather than just, <laughs> just being... It seems so logical. Yeah, it's almost too easy. It is too easy. So then it turns out that they had been talking about me because I had a beard and they had noticed that I was the only person <laughs> in the room with a beard. And, <laughs> and then, there was so that at least a was... hundred people here, I just want to Yeah, it was a, that... it was crowded. Yeah, and you were the only bearded guy. Right. And then, you know, it turned out they were... Uh, some college friends. Um, they're all Jewish. I don't know why that matters. Except for one of them, I found that very quickly had dated someone that was modern Orthodox, and I was like, mm. "Scratch her off the list," because <laughs> <Right>. you're not. <laughs> uh, and then um, we just kind of had a good time. I think it was an awkward environment, though, just because the you know the music was really loud and it was hard to tell what was going on, and uh, it's kind of hard to make conversation mm. actually. But then I got the girl that I, I thought was very pretty, um, Stacy. I got her number. And so how did you do that if there was three of them? Or at some point, were you guys alone, you and Stacy? That's a good question. I don't... It just sort of happened that at the end of the night, because we were waiting for you. And we kind of went out first together because we were sort ah. of talking. Everybody else was getting their coats and Got jackets. It. And then you guys were all pretty excited about going somewhere else and Stacy and I didn't want to go. So we walked to the subway right. together and then I got our number then. Ah, okay. So that's a good point that <laughs> the, the extra to the story was that CJ and, CJ and I actually made really good friends with the other two women that you were talking to because they were really cool and down to earth and our kind of people. Um, and we decided that we needed to go out again, like to another bar because the, the party closed early and we were all feeling a little drunk and, um, we didn't really talk to, well, we talked to people, but you talked to that friend. Yeah. So see, so CJ and I, our strategy was different. We, we did the same thing. We looked around, we didn't see anyone that was like super cute or that we felt like was our type. And yeah, it was people, it was guys and they're sort of, they were dressed a little nicer and, like, after worky, I mean, these are total just first impressions and judgments. It could be right or wrong. But we were trying to see if somebody was approachable. And there was two guys that were not talking to girls, and they were sitting on a couch. And uh, so CJ's strategy was to ask them if, we, if they could, would take a photo with me on the couch. Do you remember that? And she's, I don't really know what she said because she leaned into them, and I, I didn't hear it. It was too loud, but 
She said, can you guys pretend that you're fighting over my friend, Allie, and I want to take a photo of that sort of action shot. I mean, I don't know where she, this came out of, but it was kind of funny. It broke the ice. We took a weird photo, and then we all started talking, the four of us. And, yeah, I started talking to the French guy, Philippe, and I forgot the other guy's name. And CJ was talking to him, and they, they were pretty nice. The French guy was a little standoffish. But you went out with him afterwards. No, well, that was... Not really. We all exchanged numbers, and we said we were going to meet up at a bar after, but they were on the prowl still, and I think they wanted to see, speaking of, see? like, the see? next best thing, like, yeah, they, they, like, they had our numbers, and they still wanted to talk to other people at the party. Fine, I get that. But then we were all standing outside, saying, okay, let's go to another bar nearby, and they said, oh, well, well maybe we'll meet you later. Like, clearly they yeah, wanted to we're gonna still find, be on the hunt. We're going to figure out if there's anything better tonight. And, yeah. And then maybe we'll meet back up with you if we don't find anything. Exactly. And I found that just stupid. And so for me, you know. And then you went and got drunk and fell off a bar stool, right? Was that the Oh, you just, you just killed the punchline. Yeah, we bar hopped a little bit. At this point, I'm fairly drunk. Is it like a Wednesday night? We started talking to other boys at another bar. I, I was tripped. I didn't, well, both, both. Anyways, was sitting at a bar stool, tried to stand up. My feet caught in some other person's legs and I fell right over. It was, and that's when I knew the night was over. Um, but yeah, it gave, I mean, nothing came out of it for us because, well, I'm, I'm not just going to say because, but it's just like what you said. It was, for me, like, I enjoy living in the present. So if these... I found these two guys pretty interesting. They were talking to CJ and I, so why wouldn't you want to like continue the night and have fun? I didn't need to see who else I could talk to at the party. Like these guys were here, they were interesting, and I just wanted to focus on that. And then clearly they didn't. It was like a game. Like how many numbers can I get? How many girls can I talk to? Yeah. Because they did circle back to us two bars later to say hello, but you know, at that point we realized, oh, so we're the best that you can get. It's very obvious that you so just showed you us that. Did anything come of the evening for you in terms of uh, getting numbers and going on a, on a date? No, I, well, I gave my number to the French guy. No, never heard from him, which was fine. He got a little moody towards the end of the night. I could, He's French. I know. So that's, yeah, wah, exactly. Wah. <laughs> that didn't work out. And then some other people I, were ta- I was talking to at the bar who were really fun um, were Facebook friends. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to hang out. There was no romantic connection, but... Um, yeah, and I'm Facebook friends with the ladies, actually. Not the not Stacy, but the other two, because I never got to talk to Stacy. Yeah. So yeah, so I guess I mean we. So was it a success? I think it was definitely a success for you because you met someone and went on a couple of dates, right, with Stacy? Yeah. And what happened with that? Well, uh, I don't know. Like it wasn't one of those like oh we're so infatuated with each other kind of things. I did really, I did really like her, and after our first date, we had. Uh, had dinner, met her in her neighborhood, uh, went to some little cute place. I don't remember what it was called. Um, then we made out afterwards, and it was snowing, and it was awesome. That's and she's a really good kisser, and we were just standing in the snow kissing. Aww. And I thought at that point, like, oh, yeah, like, we'll probably date a little bit, because it seemed like we were kind of into each other. And we went on a second date, uh, and it, it went less <clears throat> well. And then... And- and was there anything that you could pinpoint? Like, nothing happened. Nothing dramatic happened. It was actually, like, the first half of it was really, really fun. Like, we got some dinner, and uh, then we were going to go uh, bowling. 
but we got to the gutter, and it was uh, totally full. They were like, uh, yeah, it's a four-hour four hour wait. <laughs> four-hour wait. And I was like, it was 8 o'clock, and they were like, it's a four-hour wait. And I was like, well, that, that's tomorrow. And they are like, yeah, it is tomorrow. <laughs> All right, well. So then we uh, went, to the, the Olympics were playing at Barry Park on the big screen, so we went and watched some Olympics and had a drink. And at that point, it was going well, I feel like, up until we got into Barry Park, and mm-hmm. then it felt like I was sitting too far away from her at the... Like were you the, at a table? We were at, like, a, a round table that okay. was, like, high up, but it, it felt like I was, like, too far away, and I kind of had to talk loud, but I couldn't right. really figure out a way to get closer, and, like... Okay. I, I had... And it... It felt like the other place was, like, super intimate, and we were laughing, and I, w- I was being funny, and I was making her laugh, and it felt great. And then just something, like, the mood changed, and then then I, the night ended, and I walked into the subway, um, I said, I really enjoyed spending time with you, I hope we can do it again, and I gave her a kiss, and we just kissed very quickly, not make out, and then I asked her to go on a third date, and she was like, well... You know, I'm not really, to, you know, I enjoyed your company, but I'm not really feeling like a super strong, like, romantic connection. And I said, okay, thanks for being direct and honest, and that was that. Right. But that, was that in person? Or no, that was over it text. Was text. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that's, well, I think that was successful. I mean, going to the event, meeting someone that you were interested in, having a good first date. I mean, that's just what dating is, right? Seeing if you feel that mm-hmm. strong connection. And you were going for it. Oh, yeah. And she was not going for it. <laughs> but that's, that's all you can hope for, I feel like, when you go to an event like that or when you take, take someone out on a first date and a second date, I guess. And I think it was really great that she said that. Like, she was, she's obviously an adult. She answered you. She acknowledged yeah. you as a human person. And said what her needs were instead of just ignoring you, which I think maybe a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it was funny, though. Part of the evening I started feeling really inadequate, and I think that might have contributed to the awkwardness, and maybe that just in my head. And I say inadequate because she yeah. was, like, intimidatingly smart and experienced for me. Like, she's fluent in, like, Hebrew, Arabic... Like, spent time living in Afghanistan, like, does all this crazy shit. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but let's be, let's be real, though. You've done a lot of cool shit. You have more than one master's it's degree. It's true, people. I have done a lot of cool shit. Single. He's single, ladies. Yeah. Master's degrees. You've lived in India. You've traveled the world. You have a good job. I mean, you do comedy. Like, you're a very well-rounded person and smart as well. I think you were probably feeling that the chemistry was off and it was manifest and because you're a guy and this is just what I assume because I'm not a guy it manifested in my penis (laughs) oh god bleep no I just think that maybe you started feeling like alright this is up to me to like there's a lot of pressure on a date I think I gotta make her laugh and I gotta impress her and if you maybe felt that the chemistry was missing or that she was feeling that, then you probably were like, shit, That's true, like, what do I it? do? The pressure to make a date work is all on the guy, isn't it? Do I girls don't know feel about do, all. Do girls feel that, though? Like, if a date's going well, do, are you like, hey, I need to do something <laughs> to, to, like, you know, it's like a bad improv scene. Like, I gotta, I gotta do something to correct this. Like, do I feel like that? Course. Or like, no? Yeah, like, as a woman, if you're on a first date and, like, it's kind of not 
working, do you feel like you need to try to make it work? No, no. Or you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right, actually. And it's not that I think it's really all on the dude, but I think for me, I'm, I, I'm fairly good at just knowing whether the chemistry is there or not, because obviously I've been at a lot of dates, and so I'm not going to push something that isn't there. And if it's been like 30 minutes, and this is really like tanking, I'm, there's nothing that anyone can do, I think, to bring it back or to make it better. I mean, unless, you know, unless the person's had a really bad day and then he, he says, like, I'm so really sorry, like, I'm going through some stuff, or I don't know. Unless someone's really upfront about that this isn't the ideal situation. No, I completely just... Do you think dates would be better if you spent, like, the first 15 minutes doing warm-up games? <laughs> like, improv warm-up yeah. games? Uh... <laughs> like, what if you just met a total stranger like, like, and you were... Uh, how would that go? I don't know, like, it just... Or, like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know how it would work. Well, I think doing anything but sitting at a bar with a drink in your hand and staring at a perfect stranger is a great way to start a first date because it's super uncomfortable. You are just, you know, you, you order a drink and then you My just stare at My problem is I can't other. play games, though. If I go somewhere and play games, I get really competitive. Really? But, see, I think that would be fun. Like, I think it would be, like, that, it would loosen both people up. Like, if you did go bowling on a first date... Or played darts or whatever. Yeah. That gutter thing, going to the gutter, was a huge risk for me because... Because you would have been upset if you lost? Yeah. <laughs> would you have not asked her out on a third date if she Perfect. kicked your butt Like, bowling? you know, I wasn't really feeling a romantic connection. <laughs> Since you bowled a 200. <laughs> Since you bowled a 200. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... No, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys, you probably do have a lot of pressure on you. I don't feel like I put it on on the date, but I do just like, I like things to be organic, and if it's not going well, then I'm just like, whatever, it's fine. There's other people out there. This isn't great. Let's not waste each other's time. Right. Have one drink. See you later. I mean, I'm not taking it personally. I get it. Yeah. So... Is there anyone else on your radar right now? Any other ladies we should know about? Uh... No, I'm gonna say no, but the answer <laughs> is yes. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's always a, there's a couple people... Like, oh, last night I met, I met someone I thought was really cute. So hopefully I see her around. So what's the strat with that? Oh, you're just going to see her? You don't even get it? Well, number, I, I kind of was getting like a maybe vibe, but I didn't get her number because I kind of wussed out and she's with her two friends and I, I, I was just kind of like, Bleh. Yeah. And so hopefully, I, would, I, I think we're maybe in a circle yeah, of, of, of people, so that we'll all be able to uh, <clears throat> follow up that way. I'm not gonna like push it. Um, yeah, but and see that to me is that's that's organic. That's like something that I wish. I mean, listen, I've met people that way too. It's just it's just not as frequent as I would like. Where you meet someone, you have maybe some mutual friends, or like you said, a connection, then maybe you see them out again, and you get to know someone more as a friend, versus like, meeting some perfect stranger and thinking to yourself, do I want to sleep with you? I think there's a lot of pressure in that. Yeah. Like, this date needs to be romantic, it's, we met at an online dating site, and I need to look at you up and down and decide in 10 minutes if I want to sleep with you, or else that's it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, totally. 
I, I did the I did online dating for the first year I was in New York, and then I was in a relationship for about a year, and then I've been out of a relationship for about a year. And the this third year, I haven't done anything online, and I've been meeting a lot of people like just through doing shit in real life. Mm-hmm. And but I I feel like you're different because since you've lived here for like a really really long time, there's like more of the kind of like you've not exhausted the well yeah kind of exhausted the possibilities mm. in a sense because you're like you have groups of friends already like established like I don't like I yeah. have no idea I don't have a so- strong sense of like a friend group even like and I just feel like I meet even just friends I feel like I meet randomly on a daily basis that people like I end up hanging out with yeah and they all kind of come from different worlds of yours well, they come from the same world a lot of them come through the improv world which is but also it's just really random. Like a couple weeks ago, I was at a bar and I was just—it was Valentine's Day and I was talking to this couple, and and they were like, so "Wait, you went th- to the bar by yourself?" Yeah, I was at the bar by myself on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, great. I was supposed to meet my friend Jeff, who was flying in from Chicago, and then he ended up with a client until super late. So he, I got stood up by a friend. <laughs> by on Jeff. Val- on- Jeff stood you up on Valentine's Day, 2014. Yeah, basically. Not so then Jeff. this couple sat down next to me, and I was just like, hey, you guys are my date tonight. And they just <laughs> like laughed, and then I ended up talking to them. At the very end of the... Uh, very end of the night, the, the girl, like the guy went to the bathroom or whatever, and the girl was like... Uh, this is totally random, but can I give you my roommate's number? <laughs> so then I went out with her a couple times. Um, and, yeah, but it was just, like, great. It was, like, I met her totally blind. That's really cool. At a bar. But, like, because I knew the people that she had, like, because I'd already she met, I with. had a real nice, like, connection with people that she lives with. I knew she wasn't going to be, like, insane. Yeah. I think it contributed to, like, being able to be relaxed and just having fun rather than being, like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's really cool. I mean, you're talking to people that you don't know, so that's, like... Yeah, I you, talk to strangers no, You have no fear about that. And that's, that's... Well, some people think that's a risk. I don't think it's that risky, but a lot of people won't do it, right? So you have no fear about that, which is awesome. And then that opens doors to meeting other people, whether they're friends or people that you go on dates with. Like, that's a... Great story. Yeah. I feel like I'm... I talk to people, too, but there's always something... I guess maybe I should talk to more women, because you talk, you strike up conversations with anyone. Like, it doesn't matter. Couple, yeah. guy, girl. I, I feel like there is... A, I think... I, I don't think it's something I'm always conscious of, but it is something that I've thought about, and um, that... It, this is a... If you're a man, and you're out at a bar, and you want to pick up a girl... Talk to, if she's with a group of people, talk to the men in the group of people mm-hmm. and make friends with them. And then once, and then they, and then, then the women let their guard down. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Because then they're like, oh, it's just this friendly guy. And then you can explore, then you can go talk to them freely without feeling like right. you're hitting on them. Yeah. It, Cause there's this thing that happens. If you talk to a girl, even if you just want to have fun and you just, you don't even want to hit on them, mm-hmm. a girl will always assume you're hitting on them. That and is it's true. really, really annoying sometimes. You're right. Um, but oh, if you can figure out a way around that, then, and a way around that is to talk to, uh, like, I, I talked to the guy, because right. if I, I talked to the girl, he would have been like, why well, are you talking to my girlfriend? Yeah, you know yeah, that's I mean? a really good point. So what about the opposite? So if I, if you're, 
out with your... No, girls can do whatever the fuck they want because a guy is always But if I, so if I talk to you, are you going to think that I'm hitting on you? And what if I'm not, like, what if I don't know if I'm hitting on you? What if I'm just, I just feel like talking to you because you're sitting next to me at the bar and do you think that women are always hitting on you or that we're just being no, friendly? No, I don't, I don't think that women are always hitting on no? you. No? I think sometimes I, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I look for pretty indicative signs. So I don't okay, make so I don't I don't try be? to make assumptions. What would that be? Like if you talk to me for like uh, like two hours at the bar, <laughs> then I'm like maybe this girl's interested in me, right? But if you and just, even then you're still it, not sure. Yeah, like I'm an idiot, so it's like <laughs> it's hard to, you know, I could be making out with a girl, and I'm like I wonder if she <laughs> likes me. Do you think all guys are like that? You really? I think some don't have are. A clue? I think some are. But sometimes it's hard to tell. So I, I will look for signs of flirtation, not just having a conversation. Like, I do not view starting a conversation okay. as, like, a definite sign of flirtation. Okay. That's good to know. You know, and and also I think there's a bit of a will uh, in what I project on it. So the chances of me thinking that a girl is hitting on me, like, increases by how cute she is. And then at a certain point, a threshold where I think she's too hot to be hitting on me, it drops <laughs> off again. Okay. Does that make any sense? It's like like the other day, like this just gorgeous woman talked to me at a bar, and I was just like, something's wrong with this situation. <laughs> like she's either a lesbian, or she's like in like the most serious committed relationship ever, or she's just like bored out of her mind or something. Like I don't know what's happening. I just kind of didn't. I didn't know what to do. Oh, so and then yeah. She, and then she just left. Off. And afterwards, I was like, Oh, my you know, God. you didn't even make an opportunity right, here. You just right. basically were like, <laughs> you got, ah! I got so <laughs> nervous. Oh my God, you guys are so cute. Yeah, I got too nervous. Well, this is because you're not a dick. You're not an asshole. You're like a real person. With feelings. I am a, yeah, I am a real person. A real man with feelings. I'm a real man with feelings. Hot damn. All right, so what are your, what are your, uh, what are your goals for the spring? Do you want a girlfriend? Are you looking for a girlfriend? Yeah, I think so. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like a boyfriend too. Should we just date each other? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask the same thing. No, I'd have to move out then because otherwise, you know. Yeah, that'd be a little complicated. It's highly, it's a high risk situation. It's a super high risk situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would still love a boyfriend, but I feel like I've given up a little bit. Not in like a sad like, oh my god, I give up. It's never gonna happen. I just the effort for me is is too great, and I feel like I can have fun so many other ways. Like whatever, doing comedy, hanging out with friends, and if I meet someone randomly or organically that way. But like the the online thing is getting. More and more of a, a strain on my time. And yeah, it's my also just—it is a waste of time too. I feel like yeah. it, it encourages people to live outside of like their reality, and also like if mm -hmm. you're pulling dates from the internet, I think it makes you distracted and less open to like it in real life. You think so? I think so. Hmm. Because I I always say like. For me, I'm just opening more doors. So the the internet. You don't need dating more doors. doors. You need more specific doors open. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That's the problem with New York. You're right. It's, it's not God about. Damn it. It's not about having more doors open. It's about just like choosing. You're the right, right, and the more doors. choices people have, the the harder it is for them to choose and choose wisely. Right. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It's like improv. When you start a scene, you can literally do anything you want, but the amount of choice you have for that makes it really hard. 
to say something right. Specific, so saying the first because, line is often the because hardest. you don't want yeah because you don't want to commit to like something <laughs> if you don't know if it's right. It's, that's basically what dating is. Dating is like improv, and then you do have to commit. I mean, once you get out there and say your first line, you have to commit to yeah. your same feeling or character for the whole scene. Right. All right. So you know what? Here, as we wrap up episode two, I'm going to commit to opening more specific doors, but what if I can't open them? What if they're locked? Does someone else have to open them? It depends. Like, the universe? I don't know, you know, it's, uh, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to it. I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't talk to that couple because I thought maybe that they knew a girl I could date. Right. You, were you know, just... and you're just like in <clears throat> the moment and then like, you're like, oh, this opportunity came. Yeah. Or like last night, I didn't know going to this event, there would be like a cute girl there that would talk to me. But it, it happened. just happened. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. And even, like, for you, like, I know that you've met people in real life in the last couple of months. They just happen to have, like, a boyfriend. Or they happen <laughs> right, to be, like, just true. dating someone. Yes. But that doesn't mean that, like, if you just keep that going and keep doing more opportunities. Keep doing more events, Keep doing more opportunities. Keep doing more opportunities is the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> let's just, let's keep... Do re- more opportunities, Let's just keep repeating Lisa. it. I'm going to do opportunities, and then I'm going to do some dudes. And no, I'm not, actually. I, I, that was my vow, to not have sex in 2014 unless it's someone that, that I'm going to commit. talk to for longer than an hour and a half. <laughs> someone I'm in a committed relationship. I mean, that's what I'm saying right now. So I'm, I've committed to that, that pledge for 2014. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that, that is, in a way, like closing off doors in a good way. Right? I'm making choices based on this commitment. Yeah. So I think I'm on my way. You're on your way. I think I'm on my way to getting a spring boyfriend or a spring fling. Yeah. A non-sexual fling. Just a make-out fling. I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> You'll in find episode out. three. In episode three. All right, thanks, Tony, for being my domestic partner, making me laugh, and being a part of this show, and being really honest, too. Well, thanks for having me. I look forward to episode three. Yeah? If you're lucky, I'll ask you back. Yeah, well. If you're around to see a partner. <laughs> All right, we're out. Bye. Sweet Lucy Brown. All the lines on the right. Now that Mackie back in town. Take it, Satch.